Animal Magnetism, exploring animal care for creatures great and small, conservation and preservation in today's world. Find out what a single voice can do to make a difference in the lives of animals. Animal Magnetism with Carolyn Hennessy starts right now on UVN Radio. Oh, yay. First of all, happy Easter, everybody. Everybody who's going to watch this tonight and then uh, and then play it in the archives, uh, you will know that we shot this on Easter. So happy Easter to everybody. I hope every everybody gets a wonderful, wonderful Easter basket. Welcome to Animal Magnetism. I am your host, Carolyn Hennessy. Um, and once again, Tony, we've got to change that intro because uh, it's far, far, far from a single voice. Uh, I might be the loudest voice because I can yell, but it's uh, this whole movement is not is not comprised of a single voice. It's many, many voices, and we have a, an extraordinary voice on with us today. But as always, we are joined uh, today by my producer, co-host, as I say, the extension of myself, who just happens to live up close to Seattle. Andrea Compton, good morning, my dear. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you, my love, my darling, darling girl. And, of course, we have the man, the man who started it all. <laughs> the catalyst for change in me. My personal alpha and omega, my personal hero, my probably my biggest hero ever, uh, Dr. Gray Stafford. Thank you for being with us. <clears throat> it's always a pleasure to talk with you, Carolyn. You're, you are such an advocate. Uh, I could not imagine um, how far you would go when we first talked. You so really was... couldn't, could you? You really no, couldn't, couldn't because, because I, and I'm sure that you thought, <laughs> thought I was just another of those batshit crazy Hollywood types who you you know I didn't really and you know why I didn't why because, because you had a way of conversing with your fan base through your web pages and various routes that existed back then that was a little more thoughtful it wasn't just a canned response and when people challenged you on an idea you didn't dismiss them out of hand you you, you sought more information and that's really been one of your superpowers over the years well, it's true. Although on Facebook now, if anybody challenges me, I block them. Well, that's true. Because yeah, you know, I mean, life's because too short. Because it's my it's my personal fiefdom, it's my little it's my little my little kingdom, and now it's like because I know that the ideas that I put out are right. So if you challenge me, go away. It's not quite that bad. It's not quite that bad. Um, and certainly not not in actual personal discussion. But but it's like okay, you know, thanks to Gray, you. S- and and discussion with others, you simply get a you get you have a a, a factual sense, a fact based a fact based um, opinion about what is right and what is wrong to do. I mean, there are there's there's a lot of gray with regard to animal advocacy, but there's but there's a lot of black and white. And so somebody challenges me on something that's black and white, and they're gone. Okay, and then and now we have. A wonderful author, and I, 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 I don't think I've ever had somebody who's written like a fictional book on the certainly not a, not a not a fictional novel for adults on the show to talk about why she chose these particular subjects. But Paula Meunier, Meunier, Paula Meunier, forgive me, she actually told me how to do it, and of course I forgot Paula Meunier, who is now residing in New England but used to work for Disney, has written this. 
and it's not her first, this wonderful book. It's called A Borrowing of Bones, and we're going to get into why she chose that title in a moment. But in addition to being a thriller, suspense, murder, a little bit of violence, theft, um, a little bit of a sparked romance, we've got the, the two leads, but also we've got these two wonderful dogs that they each in their own way have adopted. And, and they are working dogs, and they are integral to solving the mystery that, and, 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 well, and helping to solve the mystery that's, that is uh, laid out in this book. It's wonderful. Paula, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. It's a joy to be here. Let me just read to my to my audience just a little bit about you. Author of the best-selling Plot Perfect, The Writer's Guide to Beginnings, and oh, as an author, I can I tell you, I mean, you know how difficult it is sometimes to just put those first words onto the page. Uh, writing with quiet hands, I love that, and Fixing Freddy, a true story of a boy, a mom, and a very, very bad beagle. I'm, I'm a, dogs, I think, are just kind of a, a, ma- a major driving inf- influence in your life, I can tell. She was inspired to write A Borrowing of Bones by the hero working dogs that she met through Mission Canine Re- Rescue, her own Newfoundland Retriever Mix Rescue, Bear, and a lifelong passion for crime fiction. She lives in New England with her family, Bear Freddy, and a Torby, na- a Torby Tabby named Ursula. The first thing, by the way, that I'm thinking is this would make a wonderful film. So I hope, I hope you're being courted. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because while I cannot play Mercy Carr, Mercy Carr and Troy Warner, just fabulous names. Uh, the, it starts out with Troy Warner, who is a game warden in Vermont. And Mercy Carr, who is a former military, she has lost her fiance Martinez. I I think that's the only name we know him by, but Martinez, uh, who was a sergeant. And Martinez had a working dog named Elvis. And when Martinez passed in action, he basically left Elvis with Mercy his fiance. And so she has now retired from the service. She's come back to a wonderful cabin in Vermont where she is surrounded by her wonderful grandmother named Patience and all of these terrific characters in this book. And uh, so she's got this wonderful working dog who is, she's suffering PTSD and so is he. He is also suffering and she meets Troy Warner who she's had a crush on since high school and his, his working dog, Susie Bear. Who's you? Who's just the the best thing since sliced bread, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and together, the two of them discover and then solve this this rather intense crime drama. So, how did you come to write this? Well, actually, I was writing the writer's guide to beginnings, and I had several fabulous beginnings from you know our favorite novels as examples. But I needed one opening chapter that I could use as a sample exercise throughout the entire book and show the many iterations that your opening can go through. And I had just done this fundraiser for Mission Canine Rescue, which was hosted by Leo Maloney, the thriller writer, and met all these fabulous working dogs. You know, I met soldiers and their bomb sniffing dogs. I met game wardens and their illegally procured fish smelling dogs. I met, you know, law enforcement and their 
you know, drug sniffing dogs. I mean, and I just fell in love with all the dogs. And having been raised in the military as an army brat, I have a soft spot in my heart for military. And I fell in love with the dogs, especially one bomb sniffing dog and his handler. And so when I sat down to write this chapter, I knew I could write whatever I wanted. I had to write my own because I couldn't use anyone else's. And I had just done this fundraiser and I thought, oh, I'll just throw in everything I love. So I threw in Vermont and a bomb sniffing dog and the wilderness and a, vet, a female veteran and a game warden and a dog, um, one based on the Belgian Malinois work, uh, bomb sniffing dog that I met at the fundraiser and one based on our own rescue, Bear, who's a Newfoundland retriever mix. And I threw in everything I loved and my agent read the book, The Writer's Guide to Beginnings. And she said, you know, this is a really good chapter. You should just keep writing. Just this. go with it. Yes, and I did, and I loved it. It was fun. I put everything I loved in it, which maybe is a, a, a good lesson for writers everywhere. Uh, put everything you love and put what you know. And 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 it's interesting because you you added so much to the cake batter, and it just made this beautiful, beautiful, wonderful, wonderfully tasting cake. But there's there's everything, as you say, everything but the kitchen sink is in there from with your your personal knowledge, and that's and of course as a writer, that's what you have to use. That's all you can use. Um, so let's talk about. First, let's talk about Susie Bear, because Susie Bear is this wonderful Newfoundland mix, um, and you—I get the impression that she's just this big shaggy carpet of a dog. Yes, she is a big shaggy carpet of a dog. He's running around here somewhere. Let's where's yes, where's Bear? And you said because she, because it's a he, we called her we you called her Susie Bear. I mean, because yes. it's a she, right? Because. Um, everyone wanted a boy girl boy girl so Mercy had Elvis and in my mind Elvis was a fierce male Belgian Malinois based on the, the dog I'd met at the fundraiser and I couldn't change him and I originally had it was just bear and everybody said oh to be boy girl boy girl I said okay and then I couldn't think of another name because this dog was bear in my mind who's this big sort of galump but a friendly enthusiastic dog and so I I I went through a million names and finally I came across John Irving's The Hotel New Hampshire, which is one of my favorite novels. <laughs> There's a character who lives in a bear costume and her name is Susie Bear. Yeah. yeah. Thought, That's perfect. I'll just call her Susie Bear. So yes, Bear is the friendliest dog on earth. And so is Susie and so is And so is Susie Bear. So let's talk about sort of the how it, how it manifested this inspiration to write about working dogs because Andrea and Gray um, and I are are keenly aware of the uh, um, uh, oh my gosh <laughs> the <laughs> American humane I don't I've got this other conversation going in my head that I have that I've been having for the last two hours um, American humane um, the hero dog awards where they they spotlight. Uh, they have every. They have so many people write in for all of these different categories: um, military working dogs, um, search and rescue dogs, therapy dogs, um, uh, you know, emerging hero dogs. And some of these stories are are absolutely devastating. But when when we are looking at the the military working dogs or the or the police the police dogs, we are often alerted to the fact that these dogs have are going through some sort of post-traumatic stress disorder. Gray, what do you, can you speak to dogs and PTSD? You know, I haven't had a lot of experience working with such dogs. Um, I would imagine that um, given the way they're trained, 
uh, it can be devastating when they when they suffer these effects. And so you have to go back almost to the beginning to to reestablish trust so that they when they encounter situations, even familiar ones, they they have a, a positive way to react, if you will, uh, a successful way to to react to situations that might trigger whatever you know trauma they've experienced. It, so it's it's off. So I imagine it's it's based a lot on positive reinforcement and, and providing those reassuring um, consequences when they you know venture back out and explore the world and and, and reengage uh, in everyday activities, particularly in the case of like our characters where they come back from a war zone and now are back into a more normal lifestyle. Um, I would imagine that's every bit of difficult transition for animals as it is for some of our soldiers. It certainly is for Elvis, Elvis, who is Mercy Carr's, um, our, our heroine's dog. But with regard to Susie Bear, you have a very interesting um, um, sort of sort of past for for Susie Bear, and that she was violently abused. And she so let's let's talk about why you chose that particular uh, past storyline for Susie Bear. Well, honestly, it's Bear's storyline. We rescued Bear sight unseen huh. from Alabama. And when we got him, we picked him up and they said, be ready because he's a big dog. And he came barreling down and he's towards us, a dead stop. And 20 minutes later, we stopped for gas and he cried when my husband got out of the car. He bonded immediately. He was such a lovely dog. And then we got him home and realized that he was missing all of his upper teeth and that um, when we took him to the vet, they had left the roots in and, and somewhere along the line, he had been probably hit in the head with a shovel. And so he had, you know, a 